0: if you want to buy some great RPG products or get help bringing your own to fruition, head on over to monkeyblooddesign.co.uk and get in touch. Let Monkey Blood Design and Publishing help you to imagine, create, and play. A bed all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about... Stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future! Hi, folks, old man Grognard here, hope you're all doing well, it's a nice day. Thank you, Doc, I appreciate it. Well, I just, I wa- I rewatched the Back to the Future films, what can I say? Which got me on the subject of time travel, which I really don't want to get into, but... There is an aspect of it. Because one of my favorite parts of the trilogy is part two, where they give you the same things that happened, some of the the same things that happened in the first film, only from a different perspective. Yeah, it's the same character, but it's a different perspective. And how they work that in. I just find that fascinating. Now, what if you... Now, you've had... Games where, as a GM, you've run the scenario more than once. Whether it's a module or something you've written or whatever. And, you know, different group of players, they'll take it in a different direction, all this other stuff. But, what if you had them not bump into the other, you know, not have them bump into, or you could have them bump into the other group of player characters, and they're doing their thing, and the player characters are just, you know, going along however the story happened. Here's the thing. You can just do it. I mean, you know, Shakespeare did this. Well, not really, but Tom Stoppard did it with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead because that was basically Hamlet from from other characters' perspectives. And there's always also the Lion King one and a half, which is basically Rosengrain's and Gilders are dead, only the Lion King. But it's the same theory. So, what I would do if you got a winner, if you, and you know, it's not like you can, you, you sometimes, you know, you got a good game. You find out it's a good game. Try and take notes after each session or after the whole thing's over and. What you could do is query the players. What was your favorite part? What did you like? Do you, did you like this part? Do you remember? Uh, and just start writing them down. So, next time you run this, you say you run it for your regular Wednesday group, okay? And they go through it. And then, like six months, maybe a year later, you end up running it at a convention as a one-shot say it's a short, a short thing, or even one or two parts or whatever, throw in some of the scenes that happened with the other group, only they, you say stuff like, oh, you see that other group over there, go and, you know, try and tickle that bear or something like that. Or if they go through the same dungeon the other group has gone through, You find remnants of what happened to them. Of course, that's, you know, standard operating procedure. You should do that. But at the same time, send them in not too long after the other group went in. Maybe they catch them on the way way back or something and say, hey, see them in the distance or something like that. Or something, you know, that kind of thing. It's a nice little... It's a nice little way of verisimilitude of synchronicity. I, I like those kind of things, and it just gives you gives you gives gives the players the idea that this is a living world, you know the the wh- whatever group you're running it for, and if you do this for every group, pretty soon you've got this whole, you know, timeline thing of that part of the world, or something like that. But you'd always have these little tidbits of, well, this character did this, so why don't I write it down so next time they'll be able to not maybe not interact with it, but you know, talk to, you know, talk to the one or two of the players. Oh, don't go in there, you know, or or remember, beware the purple kobold. okay, that kind of thing, and and it just it's a great way of verisimilitude ver- that I really like. Anyway. That's my take on it. I got to go start my day. So, if you guys uh, want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard gmail.com. Or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized so as little as 99 cents a month YouTube you can help support this program, and I would thank you. And if you want to do a single donation, there's a Kofi... I got a Kofi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard, or, or my PayPal tip jar, which is... Uh, Pay dot pay, or paypal.me slash old man grognard I'll get it one of these days. Anyway, I want to thank these people who give to me on a regular basis. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you very much, guys. I want to hear some good podcasts out there? There's Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G-Young podcast, Kevin at the Red Camps podcast podcast. Daniel Norton at the Bandit's Keep Podcast, Randy and Joe at the Biggest is Podcast, Big John Allen Larger's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chats So, Until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.